Welcome to the sermon podcast of Northridge Presbyterian Church in Dallas, Texas. I'm Betsy Sweetenberg, the pastor here, and I hope that in this podcast, you see what we seek to do week after week, approaching the stories of our faith with a holy curiosity, not shutting the book because the stories are hard or there are truths we'd rather ignore. Instead, approaching scripture, trusting that God will meet us there, full of grace and truth, teaching us something new about how we are to live in this world God so loves. Friends, today's scripture is all about the wise men. I don't know about you, but I do not know a lot about these wise men. I know that they followed a star. They showed up on January 6th, 12 days after Jesus' birth and they brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And that's it. That's all I knew. And for the most part, I feel like that is all that is ever talked about regarding these wise men. Those are the main points. And that is what we have decided is important about these wise men and their place in the Bible and their place in the story of Jesus' birth. In fact, we Presbyterians feel so strongly about this that we wrote a song in our Glory to God hymnal about these wise men called We Three Kings of Orient Are by John Henry Hopkins, Jr. This song focuses on the wise men's gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, the wise men's travel guide, the star, the purpose of the wise men's visit, Jesus' birth, and the purpose of the wise men's gifts to illustrate Jesus' importance and kingship. But this song does not really tell us anything about these wise men themselves. So I still have a lot of questions about these wise men. How did they know the star that they were following would lead to Jesus? Did they ever get tired of following this star? What did the wise men do for a living? I was very curious. I still have a lot of questions about these wise men, and that is okay. Today, I would like to give a different interpretation about these wise men, an interpretation that answers the question, what do these wise men teach us about discipleship? an interpretation that focuses on these wise men as important people and not just as obedient background messengers, an interpretation that focuses on how God uses ordinary humans for God's own extraordinary purposes. So friends, as you listen to today's scripture, every time you hear the words wise men or they, I encourage you to replace them with the word disciple, and see what God is teaching you today. But first, let us pray. Pour out your Holy Spirit, O God, and prepare our hearts to accept your word and what you have to say to us today. Silence in us any voice but your own, that hearing we may also obey your will, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now, a reading from Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. 
In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it had been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever heard the idiom, get all of your ducks in a row? I have. And personally, I think it's a ridiculous phrase with an unobtainable goal and unrealistic expectations. Personally, I have never been able to achieve it. I have never been able to get all of my ducks in a row. Sounds like a great idea. I would love to organize all of my tasks and responsibilities so I can be prepared for the future. I love getting all of my questions answers and all of my expectations clarified, but I've learned that's not possible or practical, despite what society wants us to believe or expects of us. The other day, I saw a post on Facebook that read, if I waited until, all, if I, waited until I had all of my ducks in a row, I'd never get across the street. Sometimes you just have to gather up what you've got and make a run for it. The wise men did exactly this. They saw the star and they immediately set out on a journey to find Jesus and pay homage to him. They did not ask questions. They did not question whether they were the right people for this mission. They did not ask about compensation or recognition. They did not try and get everything perfect before taking action. These wise men, they just acted immediately. These wise men were Gentile magi from the East. I know that is a lot of technical words, so here we go. These wise men were Zoroastrian priests and Persian astrologers. They interpreted events in relation to stars for a living. 
stars were commonly associated with the births of important figures, such as emperors. So one day, these men discovered that Jesus had been born by the rising of a remarkable star, and so they came to worship Jesus, even though they were not Jewish. They came to pay homage to Jesus, an important figure for both Jews and Gentiles, and they brought gifts for Jesus, because that is how one pays homage according to their own culture and traditions. The truth is that, as disciples, we may focus too much on trying to get all of our ducks in a row. We may focus too much on preparing, asking all of our questions, clarifying our expectations, doing our research. We may not feel ready. We may not feel like we are the right people for the job. We may feel scared, and we may have a hard time trusting in the outcome. In fact, we may focus so much on getting our ducks in a row that we forget that we are already God's faithful disciples, and God loves each and every one of us, no matter what. We may focus so much that we may miss how God is working in each of our lives in a daily basis. We may miss how God is guiding each of us in different ways. We may miss the big picture. So I think we just need to follow the wise men's example. Gather up the ducks we have and make a run for it. Sometimes we have to be brave and adopt a mindset of curiosity and wonder to see how God is working in each of our lives. Sometimes we just have to be patient. Sometimes we just have to act and trust in the outcome. And we probably won't feel ready or qualified, and that is okay, because God has got our backs, and God knows that each of us are indeed ready and qualified. Friends, this is what the wise men teach us about being faithful disciples. Being a faithful disciple means trusting God and being brave. Being the faithful disciple means adopting an open and curious mindset. Being a faithful disciple means saying yes when God calls you, even if you do not feel ready or qualified, even if you do not have all of your ducks in a row. Being completely honest, this wise man's illustration about faithful discipleship is hard to do. It is hard but necessary work. Hard but necessary work that we all probably struggle with, myself included. Hard work because it involves giving up control and adopting a flexible and curious mindset. And that's really hard. Hard because I love being in control. I love asking questions and aligning my expectations and specific responsibilities and just getting ready for everything. In other words, I'm a very type A person, and I bet some of y'all are too. But friends, I have good news. God loves each and every one of us just the way we are. God loves each and every one of us right now and forever. And God has called each and every one of us to be his faithful disciples 
just the way we are. God loves us so much that God guides us, just like how God guided the wise men. God has put a star in each of our hearts today, just like God gave the wise men a star. God may not guide us using something as big and bold as a star, but God is always with us and in our hearts, guiding us regardless. God is continually molding us and teaching us so we can continue being faithful, loving, and responsive disciples. Not perfect disciples, but the best, most attentive disciples we can be with God's help and guidance. The best, most attentive disciples who still make mistakes. The best, most attentive disciples who may or may not have all of their ducks in a row. The best, most attentive disciples who may sometimes miss what God is calling us to do or who may be very stubborn or reluctant. The good news is that God knows that we are human. We are not perfect. God knows this. God is still with us. God knows this, and God still guides us. God knows this, and God still guides us and calls us to action because God trusts us and loves us so much. And God has a special relationship with each of us. Friends, the reality is that we will probably never have a perfect understanding of God calling us to action. In fact, it will probably look different for each of us because we are each unique people that God uses in unique ways. We will probably never be ready, and we will probably never be able to get all of our ducks in a row, and that is okay. Sometimes you just have to gather up what you've got and make a run for it. The good news is that God will keep calling us to action because God loves us and we are God's faithful disciples, plain and simple. The good news is that God does not expect us to have all of the answers or all of the information. The good news is that God does not expect us to do a perfect job. The good news is that God is always with us. God is always in our hearts. And the good news is that God will keep guiding us just like God guided the wise men. Pooh's friend Christopher Robin repeatedly told Pooh that, you're braver than you believe, you're stronger than you seem, and you're smarter than you think. As a community rooted in love and empowered by the Holy Spirit, I believe that we are all well-equipped to be present, attentive disciples and respond to the stars that God has put in each of our hearts today. So I leave you with this question to ponder. What do I need to let go of so I can fully embrace God's guidance today? Amen. Go out into God's world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to what is good. Return to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering, honor all persons, love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And as you go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, 
and the power of the Spirit bless you and keep you this day and always, always. Amen.